Good morning, everybody. Everybody's well. Happy Tuesday for those that are here live. Happy whatever day it is a week for you. Thanks so much for joining us, talking about growth resolutions, how to make this year the year that it actually works. We actually change. I'm having deja vu moments of the show, maybe like nine months ago when we talked about this a little bit, maybe a year ago. Yesterday we discussed this concept called patience. Even when we say patience, we don't mean patience. Right? You ever find yourself checking emails and like on your phone and like it's taking a few minutes for the mail to come in and you're getting frustrated? You ever do this is a great one, you ready? Do you ever text somebody on WhatsApp or WhatsApp somebody on WhatsApp? I guess WhatsApp's a verb now. And you and you see the checks? You see the blue checks. And like it goes through, and you're like, "Why aren't they responding?" You ever had that? You te- you you WhatsApp somebody. You see blue checks, so they read your WhatsApp, but they're not responding, and you're like, "What is going on here?" I see they read my stuff. Not dawning on us for one second that, yeah, they may be doing something else. There's an immediacy of "I need you now." You should be responding to me now. I don't. I, I can't even imagine that you have what else going on. Immediately. Patience. One of the greatest blocks to change is patience, believe it or not. It's not discipline. You have a lot more discipline than you think. In fact, if I'd have to choose between what you're long on and what you're short on, for example, like what you have more of, I would bet that we have more patience than discipline. Uh, we have more discipline than patience. Sorry, I flipped that. Meaning, we get a lot more discipline in the tank than we think. I just think we have a lot less patience in the tank than we think. I think we get this one wrong. I think we think we're less disciplined. And so we are like, no, I can't do that. I'll never be able to not eat that. No, I can't do that. I can't last on that. No, I can't. I can't. Li- no way. There's no way I can do it. I'm not smart enough. This and that. Whatever, whatever, whatever. Like everyone, like, you know, the self-diagnosed ADD group. Right? Self-diagnosed ADD. Right? If I can't sit for five minutes, I tell myself I have ADD. You may have ADHD or you may not. But it's like a thing to say you do if what you mean is I don't like sitting and listening or reading if you don't like to read the way you say that to somebody is I have ADD no I'm not saying you don't have ADD you may have ADD but chances are if you haven't been diagnosed by a actual mental health professional that you have ADD you may not have ADD the self-diagnostic feature that you give yourself of what you have first of all between me and you I don't think it's so nice to those who actually have it. But either way, it's a way of us, because I also can't sit, to make ourselves feel better because we don't think we have enough discipline. When someone who self-diagnoses him or herself with ADD, what they're saying is, I don't like to sit and focus on something for a very long time. And the way I want to share that is by saying that I have some condition in which I can't sit. 
I'm not judging it. God bless you. Do whatever you want. I'm just saying to you, what you're doing is you are going short on your discipline, right? Which means you are assuming you have less discipline than you think. And I bet you, for most of you who are out there who have self-diagnosed yourself with ADD or know somebody who has self-diagnosed themselves with ADD, I bet you, if you needed to, you could sit. I bet you. I bet you if there was an enormous pot of gold at the end of the rainbow that required you to focus past what a normal ADHD person can do, you can do it just fine. Maybe not. And then you actually have ADHD. That's fine too. What I'm saying is that it is a human behavior, in my opinion, to think less of ourselves. We think we are less than we are. We think we can do less than we can. The Navy SEALs rule, which we have here, if you remember, the Navy SEALs rule, which we spoke about, is the 40% rule. Just making a note to myself so I don't forget. Is the is the is the, is the forty? Remember that rule we had here. Navy SEALs have a rule: when you think you can't go on anymore, when you think you're about to collapse, you've only used forty percent of your capacity. Right? You have a lot more discipline than you think. You have a lot more focus than you think. You can more than you think. Period. And it is a human behavioral condition to think less. And if someone can give us a peg to hang our hats on as to why we're less, we use it. Now, where I, th where I think we're, we're, we're that, that's an area where I think that we, we misuse it, right? It, to the point in which we think we're, we're less than we are. Where I think we're more than we are is in patience. I think we're more patient than we think. We're, we're less patient than we think. I do, generally. I'm, not, I'm 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 in the category. Like I'm just, you know, just sharing with it. Like I think when it comes to like our kids, we think we're like super patient. When it comes to our, each other, for sure. I think when it comes to like people that don't look like us, oh yeah, oh yeah. When it comes to people that look different, dress different, come from different backgrounds, I think we're a lot less patient than we think. Oh yeah. When it comes to different different political opinions, holy mackerel. Holy mackerel. Someone has a different political opinion than you? You think you're being patient because you're, what, waiting the three seconds before you cut them off? Like, we think we're patient. We think we're patient. Now, some people really are patient. And some people are out there going, no, and you, you are. And there are parents that are incredibly patient, and teachers, God bless them, and people in general. I've seen them. The rabbis that I thank God I'm blessed to have, they're really patient people. I watch them when no one's looking, and they're patient. They're sure. There are some patient people there. Most people, I think, or many, actually, I don't, I don't have, I, I didn't do the stats, so I can't say most, right? In my opinion, the people that I, just the world that I, that, I'm trying to draw from we have to not trust ourselves with our discipline and go all in and we have to not trust ourselves with our patience and think that and stop thinking that we're so patient and that will help us a lot
it'll help us with our interpersonal skills. If we each say to ourselves, okay, listen, I'm going to be 10% more patient every day. And the first thing that comes my way in which I'm going to be impatient, I'm going to double down on patience. You'll see how much more patience you can get too. But in particular, where it's even more relevant and valuable is in the area of your growth. Because the patience to, to grow, the patience to allow your mind to orient around the information, to allow your mind... You see, there's an arc that we have to like delve into here. And you've all felt this way. And I'm not going to make it like overly scientific. Just, just generally like a simple arc. Whenever you do something that's new, a new ritual, a new something, right? In the beginning, when you're doing it, you have variety. Your brain is something that's new. Your brain is adapting to something that it hasn't really done before in this particular way. The, there's growth in an area that you haven't grown in. So that brings within it a certain level of excitement, right? If you are now going to learn a subject, if that's your you know, resolution, and now you want to like learn a new subject, let's say. So you go out and you buy the book and you start reading it and it's like, you know, week two of January and you're really, you're still doing it. You look back and you're like, I'm not at week one anymore, I'm week two. And I'm still rolling. Like, this is amazing. Like, it's going to happen. What's happening really is that your brain is excited about the newness of the information. And that newness provides some level of, you know, whether it's dopamine or something, some chemical upside to you, which is now providing an emotional reason to continue on. So you're sitting at the thing and you're reading, and you're like, well, my gosh, I already have 10 chapters in. I already read five chapters. Things are great. I'm learning a new thing. I got a new book. I got a new, you know, whatever. Right. So there's a there's, there's there's growth. Things are going. Things are moving, and it feels good. And so what's happening is the the new information is coming in, which is exciting. The the feeling like you're growing is coming in, which is exciting, right? And you're doing if you're doing this correctly, a small ritual. You're not changing your whole life. You didn't just like quit your job, and you're not reading. 12 hours a day, right? So this ritual that you have is, is, is rocking. But part of what you're feeding off is the emotional excitement of, of variety, of newness, of anticipation. And that's carrying you. Now, what's happening in your mind is it starting to orient new information, which is really cool, right? You're you're mapping new information. You're mapping a new uh, exercise. You're mapping a new ritual that you're doing. You're doing a spiritual practice, and you're mapping it. Your mind is mapping it. This time of day, you do this. So if you can combine the feeling of the variety that you're getting, the newness, you can combine that mapping of the new thing and you feeling like it's getting a little easier. You feeling like I'm getting this a little bit. If you do something for two weeks, for three weeks, for four weeks, 
you start to get it. You start to get a little better. You get a, you get like an early bounce, if you will. So whatever you take on in the new year, whatever new ritual that you've taken on or that you want to take on, you it begins like it's like this like there's a certain momentum that carries it in the beginning. It's exciting, and that momentum builds a sort of a sort of certain internal inspiration. You're excited to get up and do this thing. You didn't even know you'd last this long. You're feeling maybe some results. Maybe you're, uh, you know, you're 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 feeling better about you sleeping better, or you're feeling better about yourself because of what you eat, or you've got a new relationship that you're building. So you do this thing every day, and like you know, it's great. You feel better about it, and it's working, and it's not overwhelming your life. Like assuming you f- you're, we're following the rules here. what happens is that in phase one of your growth the the variety, the newness the freshness, the excitement the orienting around the new information all that provides a lure a lure there's a certain trap that's being set for you as you get excited about completing day 10, day 15, as you go down your road of growth, which hopefully everybody here is on. And if you're not on, pick a ritual, any ritual, and do it, because the next few cla- days, you know, you're going to be listening from the outside, listen from the inside. There's a lure that takes place. The trap is being set for you. Your mind is unwittingly trapping you into failure. So what's happening is, is that your brain is orienting around information. And the brain has this incredible way of solidifying what you know, solidifying what you know, solidifying what you know. And so the beginning of something what you know is exciting because it's new. And maybe, if we can use a physical example, you've worked out or you've gone to the gym or you've, you're eating cleaner. Or maybe, if you're in the relationship sphere, you're making the calls or having the conversations. And maybe, if you're in the spiritual sphere and you're doing new practices and trying new things, education, whatever it is, all the while, your brain is orienting and orienting and orienting. And you're seeing subtle growth, subtle growth, subtle growth. And you're feeling amazing. It's week one, it's week two, it's week three. I'm seeing a change. I'm able to get up. I'm able to stick with it. I'm liking it. I'm feeling it. Things are amazing. And just when you thought everything was perfect, bang. The trap closes. Now we'll talk about it. All right, everybody. Have an amazing day. Tomorrow we'll talk about the trap. With God's help, I can't wait to see you again tomorrow. Have a great day. Living on a lifeline. The world doesn't ever seem to change. Looking for the sunshine. 
But you're caught up in the rain, it's like your eyes are wide open, but you cannot see you're watching life. Ask you by like one, two, three, walking in destruction. The winds of life blur your vision, all the devastation. Forever feels like you're on the run, it's time. No one else can set you free, you're locked inside. And only you have got the key.